What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Hope everyone had a very happy holiday weekend, enjoyed the 4th of July and all of the various festivities. Definitely one of my favorite holidays. I have a lot of fond memories with my family growing up. You know, going to, you know, amusement parks, watching fireworks, all that fun stuff. I miss Heritage Square. I don't even think that place is open anymore, but that's where we went uh, for a lot of my childhood, 4th of July's. Would see the fireworks and golden and all that. It was, it was a blast. Kept it, kept it pretty mellow this year. I've got a puppy, so he was, you know, obviously scared of the, of the fireworks, and that was definitely a bummer. I, I wish there was a, a better way to combat that. I, I do think fireworks are cool. I think they're fun for the community. Uh, I will say, though, don't be that person that's shooting off fireworks in the neighborhood like two, three days after the holiday. You know, at that point, you're just being a jerk, in my opinion. I mean, like, fireworks are cool, but, you know, they have their, their place on that one day, and then... You know, you just move on like anything else. You don't see people, you know, walking around town in costumes on November 1st. So I don't I don't understand why every summer the, the fireworks thing has to go on for like an entire week. It just it becomes a bit much. That's all I'm saying. Um, anyways, shout out to uh, American hero Joey Chestnut, 76 hot dogs. How does he do it? Honestly, I, I love that. I love that competition. I know it's absolutely disgusting. I feel like everybody in my life judges me for enjoying the the Nathan's famous hot dog eating competition, but I genuinely do love it. And I think it's awesome. We do need Kobayashi back because let's face it, he has no real competition. I know he got upset one time, but the last half decade or so, he's just completely run away with it. And, and even so, it's still a ton of fun to watch and it's awesome to see him show up where where does Joey Chestnut rank in the all-time gamer conversation? <laughs> Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, you know, Joey Chestnut. All I'm saying, he's got got more championships than them <laughs> combined. Oh, I'm just kidding. But it does rule, and I feel no shame about the fact that I love that contest. Um, anyways, we're we're talking about a lot of CSU stuff on today's podcast. We're gonna talk football and a little recruiting update, and then we are also going to give a little scheduling update for CSU men's basketball. Uh, They're going to play a couple of SEC teams on neutral sites this year. I think CSU fans are going to be excited about that. I'm going to just dive into that a little bit. Before we get into everything, got to shout out the friends over at Chevalier Mortgage, our presenting sponsors. You guys, it is stressful trying to buy a house right now. The Denver Post actually posted an article this morning that talked about how over the last 31 years, the average home price has increased a staggering 457%. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market in Colorado, it's crazy. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They'll alleviate so much stress and take that worry off your plate. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with the full financial picture in mind and with the highest level of integrity always putting their borrowers first. Mike and Virginia are CSU alums. They're proud DNVR members, and they actually have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. Visit dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also give my guy Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. 
Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. Let's jump right into the recruiting talk and start with Jade Arroyo. He is the most recent commit for CSU. Six foot three, 230 pound tight end out of Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Plays for Highlands Ranch High School. Also plays a little bit of defensive end. Um, plays basketball as well. Watching him on huddle appears to be a, a pretty good athlete. I mean, you definitely like what you see. Much like, you know, Trey McBride, and this is one of the things that I wrote about in my article on him is that they kind of do a little bit of everything with them. Sometimes they line them up just off of the tackle, you know, like you would see a traditional tight end. They do some stuff where he starts in the backfield and, you know, they'll send him out wide and get him the ball in, in open space. Love to see stuff like that. One, because it shows that he's versatile, uh, fluid, you know, in the, in the way that he moves. He also has really good hands. That was something that definitely stood out when watching him. Really, really aggressive to the football. That basketball background seems to kind of pay off. He does a good job of shielding guys off and using his frame to kind of prevent the defensive back from closing in on the football. And then he goes out and catches it with his hands. You know, not one of those guys that's trying to catch it with his body. All really encouraging signs. Maybe a little bit raw as a run blocker. You know, there there aren't that many clips of him blocking on huddles. So that could be, you know, kind of an unfair generalization because there's just not, you know, that much film available. The one thing that I will say in regards to his run blocking uh, prowess is, is it kind of looks like he's a, a guy that has the right mentality, you know, carries out his block through the end of the play. Not one of those guys that's just kind of jabbing at people and then, you know, not engaging. You can see when tight ends don't have any interest in blocking, you know, when they don't want to get involved in the in the trenches, do the dirty work. And that's not a guy you want, especially in this type of offense. But Jade Arroyo, you know, he shows the the mindset, at least in the, in the little bit of a film available. So you got to love that. You know, that's that's one of my favorite things about Trey McBride. Obviously, he's a tremendous receiving option. You can line him up wide. You can, you know, start him in the backfield. You can do anything with Trey McBride. But that dude's one of the best run blocking or even pass blocking, if you had to, just one of the best blocking tight ends that I've ever got to watch consistently. And it's been a pleasure. He's just one of those guys that, you know, takes pleasure and kind of embarrassing the defenders. Obviously, we've seen him a bunch of times just completely pancake people you know, kind of flex on them. You love that in a tight end. You love that little old school mentality, especially when so many tight ends today, although talented as receivers, you know, not not as tough. They don't really want to get involved there. You know, I'm not I'm not saying Arroyo is is going to be the next Trey McBride. I don't want to put any lofty expectations on him that would be pretty difficult to live up to. That'd be pretty difficult for anyone to live up to. I mean, Trey McBride's in the conversation for greatest tight end in, in program history at this point, and he could maybe cement it depending on what happens this this upcoming season and kind of moving forward. But the one thing that's been consistent in, in terms of CSU football history is the best tight ends in program history have been homegrown. They've been guys that have come right here from Colorado. I mean, you look at the record books, all the all the leading candidates at tight end, or you know, all the leading leading guys, you know, it's Corey Sperry. He's from Pueblo Central High School. You've got Kelly McGregor from Lakewood High School. You've got Joel Dreesen from Fort Morgan. Uh, Kevon Cartwright's from Pueblo. I mean, the list goes on and on. Obviously, Trey McBride from Fort Morgan. I mean, the best tight ends, at least, you know, in terms of statistical production, 
and all-time accolades, they're from Colorado. So it's it's a good sign that you have, you know, another Colorado kid coming up that appears to have great potential. Again, you know, I, I don't want to put unfair expectations on him or or anything like that. I think it's really easy for the recruiting hype to just kind of get out of control and, and be hard for some of these guys to ever live up to. But, you know, based on what I've seen seen from him, I'm I'm pretty surprised he doesn't have more interest. You know, according to 247 Sports, his only other offers are Eastern Michigan and the Mac and then Western New Mexico. You know, I he's a guy that moves well. He can catch, you know, appears to at least have the mentality of a blocker. He's got a good frame, good size. It, it's really surprising to me. It could be an instance of, you know, another diamond in the rough, just a, a guy coming out of Colorado that's being undervalued for whatever reason. And I don't know. I'm pretty excited about him. I'm, I'm actually going to have him on the podcast here this week, so we'll be able to talk to him about his recruitment process, what sold him on CSU, all of that fun stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Jade Arroyo, tight end out of Highlands Ranch. We're going to have him on the pod this week. Looks like a, a recruit with, with really good potential. The other most recent 2022 commit, and there are 11 of them now at this point, so the, the class really starting to build up is uh, Nick Chiafani, and, and I really hope that I'm pronouncing that one correctly. I tried to use a couple of sources and Google and all that, but 6'3", 260-pound offensive lineman out of Massachusetts. You know, not not a lot of info about him out there. He, he doesn't have any other listed offers, but he is the younger brother of Mike Chiafani, who's a defensive lineman, a redshirt sophomore currently at CSU, actually transferred over from Boston College, so... Those East Coast roots coming in clutch, I guess, for Steve Adazio and, and company. They definitely are have been using him more than we've seen in previous years. That's something I've talked about in the past. You know, it, it makes sense. Every coach is going to use the areas that they have strong ties. And for Steve Adazio, that happens to be, you know, the northeast part of the country as well as, you know, Florida. You know, he'll if you ask him about it, he'll then, you know, say he has ties all over the country and, you know, He's just kind of one of those guys that gets a little defensive at, at times with, with those type of questions. But I, I have been impressed with his commitment to recruit the state of Colorado. And I've also been impressed with how he's been able to pull people out of Texas. And as to the people coming from the northeast part of the country, we'll just have to see, you know, how they, they pan out. You've got a couple of Boston College transfers that are probably, you know, going to start for the Rams this year or at, in, in certain cases, at least be rotational type guys. I think Elijah Johnson and Cam Reddy are, are really going to be big factors for CSU this year. And I guess, you know, kind of when it comes to offensive linemen, I just sort of give Steve Adazio the, the benefit of the doubt. That's kind of his niche as a, as a coach. You know, he started as an O-line coach, obviously worked his way up and became, you know, head coach, you know, big recruiter for, for Urban Meyer and, and Florida and all that. But historically, you know, what he's done best is to find and develop offensive linemen. He did it really, really well at Boston College. That was definitely not their issue. It was not, you know, the, the, the ability of their, their linemen to block or their toughness or their mentality. And so, you know, I just, I tend to give him the benefit of the doubt there. Izzy Matthews talked about, you know, how that 2018 team, the offensive line, it was, it was really soft under Dave Johnson. And I think that was, you know, pretty easy to see. So that's definitely one area, you know, where I think the Rams are, are going to be better in the future it's encouraging to see csu recruiting more depth for the 2022 class he's the chifani's the first offensive lineman that they have 
committed for 2022, but you know, like I said, there have been a lot of transfers that have come in. The, the depth is encouraging there. All right, before we move on and, and talk about hoops, just kind of briefly going to talk about the name image likeness stuff. Talked about it a lot on the draft pod, actually. We went over, you know, who some of the players historically uh, that would have been, would have benefited the most, you know, had these rules been in place in the past. Obviously, you know, most recently, you think guys like Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M, you know, Tim Tebow is probably as big as any college football player has ever been. His run at Florida was absurd. You know, in the past, people like Brian Bosworth. It's, it's a different area. You know, one of the things I talked about is I think that social media is probably going to allow for more players to benefit just in terms of, you know, like small deals with local businesses and, and that type of stuff. But, you know, it, it's a bummer for some of the people that have come through in the past because some of these guys would have been would have been huge, man. They would have had great marketability. I mean, you think of a guy like Bradley Van Pelt. I mean, he has the charismatic personality of a, a Johnny Manziel, has the, you know, long flowing hair, kind of looks like sunshine from the Remember the Titans. So he's going to look good in ads. A, a party dude, beer drinker. I mean, at that time, especially, was just so popular. You know, Cecil Sab, Joey Porter, so many of these guys could have made, you know, a ton of money, but it's encouraging, at least for the future. You know, I'm I'm intrigued to see how it all plays out. It kind of seems like it's going to be a little bit chaotic, at least in these early stages. Hopefully there aren't any hiccups in terms of players, you know, losing their eligibility or anything like that. You just, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot to manage and it, it's just, it all happens so fast. That said, you know, not trying to be a Debbie Downer or a wet blanket or whatever. Change is good. You know, I'm really excited about the potential and what this may mean. Hope that it could, you know, possibly result in the NCAA football game coming back sooner than later. It sounds like EA Sports is going to be making an announcement pretty soon regarding a, uh, a franchise that they discontinued. So, you know, reading between the lines, you would assume that it's that. But I don't know. I just think it's going to be exciting. I'll be Curious to see how it all plays out. That's actually what we talked about on the draft podcast is who some of those athletes, you know, would have been that would have been in the conversation to be on the cover, you know, had the the game not been discontinued, for instance, you know, after Richard Higgins, you know, Bolitnikov season, you know, statistically speaking, he would have been the type of player that could have, you know, possibly been in the conversation. Obviously, a CSU player being on the cover would be a long shot, but, you know, you get what I mean, him, Michael Gallup. You know, we 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 went through, you know, realistic players, you know, guys like Zeke Elliott at Ohio State and stuff like that. Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry after their absurd seasons. It was it was just kind of a fun little exercise and it was cool to kind of go down memory lane, get you in the in the mood for college football, which is obviously right around the corner. Cannot wait. Uh, while there's obviously plenty of football to talk about over the coming months, though, you know, also time to start thinking hoops. I really think CSU is going to be a top 25 team when it's all said and done. Would be shocked if they're not an NCAA tournament team next spring. Really, really pumped. And uh, actually, I have a, a little inside scoop on a couple of scheduling updates. So we'll get into all of that. Before we do, though, gotta talk about the homies over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. McGregor vs. Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264. DraftKings Sportsbook just happens to be the official sports betting partner of the UFC. They have a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you walk away with some crazy cash. 
Pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout. In DraftKings Sportsbook, they're going to give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. You bet $1, you'd win $264 if that fighter gets a knockout in the first round. No better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than putting your money where your mouth is and doing it with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook has offers and great odds on basketball, hockey, baseball, racing, you name it. You can bet on table tennis if you want. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $264. When you bet on a main event fighter to win by the first round knockout, place your bet. Watch the fist fly this weekend. Again, that code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $264. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to acknowledge our friends over at Solace Meds. We partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys to get some smoke and hot deals with. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, including one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. They have some absolutely crazy deals the entire month of July. If you missed their 4th of July sale where you were able to buy three, get your fourth product for 10 cents, that was anything in the entire store, don't worry. They actually have a, a concentrate sale coming up on July 10th that's going to be all day. But all month, they've just got crazy deals. You can get any Wana product you want for 25% off. All Wild Night and Day Gummies are 50% off. Open Cured Resin Cartridges are 20% off. Green Dot Concentrates are 20% off. 111 Rosin Cones are 20% off. The deals are immaculate. If you head into their Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20. Again, the Wheat Ridge location, get a free uh, bar or King Cone with the code DNVR20. Also going to get 20% off your entire order. You're literally losing money if you're not taking advantage of these deals. Head to solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. You can order online, pick up at your convenience. And again, make sure you use that code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire order at checkout. Shout out Solace Meds. Shout out DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out to our presenting sponsor, Chevalier Mortgage. Shout out Lindsay Sauer, who makes all of these amazing deals possible. Also recently got married. So uh, now Lindsay Spano, I should say. Gotta, gotta come correct when I address the, uh, the head queen of DNVR now, I suppose, would be her title. Pretty badass title, if you ask me. Uh, we're going to wrap up the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage with a little hoops talk, have a little inside scoop on the schedule. Some big-time opponents coming up for CSU Hoops this year. Obviously, big-time expectations for the Rams this year, um, but... First off, this uh, this one was actually originally reported, this first one here, by Rocco Miller on his website. He is a bracketologist, has a great site with scheduling updates, all that stuff. The, uh, the Hall of Fame is putting together an event with some various games. One of those is going to be in Dallas this December, and CSU is going to be playing Mississippi State there. They finished 18-5 and last year, 8-10, and ninth in the SEC, an athletic team. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd, I only watched Mississippi State a couple of times. 
They did not perform that well in the games I saw, but if you finish with a winning record in a really deep SEC, you're obviously a talented team. And, you know, anytime the Rams can play a premier opponent from a power conference like that, it's obviously a great opportunity for national exposure, a great opportunity to win. But beyond that, I love that this is going to be taking place in Texas because Texas has been a really, really great recruiting ground for CSU in the Nico Medved area. I mean, really forever. I mean, going back throughout the history of the Morris brothers, Larry Stacy obviously recruited Texas pretty well. It's been a big factor for CSU historically, especially when they've been a winning team, much like it has on the football side. But if you go into Dallas, you put on a show, you beat an SEC team. I mean, that that's big. CSU has already been able to, to go there and, you know, pull talented players like Isaiah Stevens and obviously Chandler Jacobs, the Division II transfer from Dallas Baptist, who I think is going to be just a stud for CSU this year. You know, it, it just helps you with those type of relationships because those get type of players, you know, they get to play in, in front of their hometown, in front of their, their friends, their family, their loved ones. It's just it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity for them to see your style of play in person. It's one thing to, you know, watch a coach, watch a team on TV, but you can take in so much more in the in-arena atmosphere. And so it's just a great opportunity all around from an exposure standpoint, come NCAA tournament time, TV exposure, you know, recruiting exposure. It's just great all around for CSU basketball. Really, really excited about that matchup. And this other matchup um, I'm stoked for, they're going to be playing the University of Alabama in Birmingham. And Bama finished first in the SEC last year. They were legit title contenders, in my opinion. Should be again this year. They play just an absurd brand of basketball. It's so fun to watch. It's really high energy. They played with the fastest tempo in the country last year, according to Ken Palm. Or I should say, for much of the season, they had the you know number one ranking in adjusted tempo, actually finished uh, ninth when it was all said and done. One of the things that's kind of deceptive about them is they're really, really good defensively. Finished third in adjusted defense, according to Ken Palm. Between the way that they play offensively, which is a lot of three-pointers, you know, getting out fast, and, and the way that they defend, it's it's going to be really exciting to see them go up against a team like CSU, who, you know, also, when they're playing at their best, is a team that's playing with pace. So that could be a game where both teams are going back and forth, you know, really pushing it. But I could also see an instance where, you know, maybe Nico Medved tries to slow it down and play it more to his advantage by making it more half-court heavy, you know, make them try and work it inside when you can, slow things down, trust your veteran guards, you know, Isaiah Stevens and, and Kendall Moore, and then obviously Chandler Jacobs, everybody, Tanjay, all these guys have played big minutes at this point. You know, you trust them to make good decisions and ultimately make shots. I mean, obviously, if you play a slower brand of basketball, if you play a lot of half-court you got to be able to execute and finish with buckets. Otherwise, you're just wasting a lot of seconds for nothing. And you can't really do that against a team like Alabama that can put up points in, in bunches. But again, just a great opportunity. You're playing a team that just you know came off of a, a really excellent season. There's going to be, be a lot of eyes on it. It's, it's a great opportunity as far as you know NBA scouting goes. You know They, they want to see how these guys match up against elite talent. So if you're a guy like David Roddy or... Isaiah Stevens or, or Chandler Jacobs, any of these guys, you know, all of them have NBA aspirations. I think Tanjay is athletic enough to play in the NBA. You know, if if you want to do that, you have to show out against elite teams. This is a great opportunity beyond that. It's a great opportunity for the Rams to, you know, really put that stamp on their resume. If you can pick up a win against Alabama, 
granted, you know, Birmingham, it's technically a neutral site, but obviously it's going to be it's going to be a home game for Alabama. But if you can pick up that win, that's going to do huge things for you. You know, come March, obviously CSU just barely snubbed out of the NCAA tournament last year. You know, hopefully this year they, they, they get to redeem themselves. And if they don't make it, it's not going to be because, you know, the schedule, because they're really scheduling up. So excited to see, you know, the schedule when it comes out in its totality. CSU, they've, they've definitely had a hell of a time trying to schedule opponents. That's why it's not out yet. Should be completed here pretty soon. But really great opportunity with the Rams playing a couple of SEC teams. Really looking forward to it. Looking forward to basketball being back. You know, I can't can't wait for that Moby Madness. Can't wait for Canvas Stadium this fall. September 3rd, my family's going to be there. My parents are celebrating their wedding anniversary with a trip to Fort Collins, and they're going to be at that game. So don't let them down, Rams. You got to win for my parents. It's there for their anniversary. Do it, uh, do it for Steve and Amy. Anyways, that is all we have on today's podcast. Again, we got some big guests coming up. Uh, looking forward to having Jade Arroyo on the Rams pod. Should be really intriguing. Thank you to everybody that's been on the pod recently. Talked to a lot of Colorado commits. Obviously had a great interview with Izzy Matthews and got really great feedback on that, by the way. Thank you to everybody for their kind response. Had a great time with him. Hopefully we can get him on again in the future. That guy is a natural on the mic. Word. That's all I have for today. Thank you to listening to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. We will be back throughout the week. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the